Hey, I'm Dr. Infantino. Welcome to my podcast. Oh my gosh, this has been like 30 years in the making. I think that's even before there were podcasts. I had all these ideas and things I wanted to share. And, you know, here's the thing. The whole idea of this podcast is ideally to be a blessing to people, right? Like I've learned a lot of things over 30 years, seeing thousands of people, helping people reboot metabolism and hormones and lose weight and get off meds. And to be honest, just unplug from that current medical system, which is pretty much, here's the symptom, here's your med. And I'm not saying no one needs medication, but I think most doctors would agree if you get healthy enough to not have to take them, that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about getting to the point where you fire up your body, you clean things up, you get it working the way God designed it so that you could live that, that life, right? Because here's the thing, this isn't a dress rehearsal. So if your energy is less than it could be, if your moods, your sleep, your enthusiasm, your zest for life, whatever you want to call that thing that makes you just enjoy your life, if that's not where it should be, well, then this is the podcast for you because that's what we're going to dive into every week. How do we get to a point where we are living the life that you know God designed for us? We're energetic and active and healthy and vibrant. And you know, I'll share a quick story, which I think kind of epitomizes what I'd really hope to accomplish through this podcast over the next weeks, months, and years. I had a lady come in uh, on a Monday morning into my office here in Phoenix, and she's in tears, just bawling. First thing Monday morning, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, gosh, this is going to be a rough day. <laughs> you know, like if that's the first patient, you can only imagine where it goes from there. And so this lady, uh, her name's Maria. She'd been a patient of mine for, oh, at this point, probably two and a half, three months. And she comes in, and, uh, you know, the, the front desk girl, Lisa, puts her in a, in a room, and she's like, Maria definitely needs to talk to you. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I don't know. So I walk in and she starts explaining. She's like, my grandkids came over over the weekend. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds pretty good. What, why, why, why is she crying? I'm wondering. She's like, well, normally I dread when they come over, right? They're two and four years old. Uh, I'm overweight. I've got hurting knees and I can't get up and I can't move. And so I always wonder like, what are they doing in the next room? How do, how do I keep track of them? It's just, it's so much work. And so she goes, this weekend they come over and, you know, I, I'm up and about a little bit. I'm, I've lost some weight and I'm feeling a little better. So I, she's like, I didn't think much of it. But she took them to the park and they're riding their little tricycles around. And then they walk back after the park. And she goes, I made them lunch. And then after lunch, I'm down on the floor with the little Thomas the Wooden train set. And we're kind of playing with the trains and having some fun. And I'm on my hands and knees playing with them. And then I get up and, you know, they're time for their mom to come and, she goes, it dawned on me after that, that I had dreaded my own grandchildren coming over. She's like, I thought I came to you to lose some weight and maybe get some off some meds and get my blood values better. But when she really understood what the real beauty of getting well and healthy was about, she's like, I was missing all this time with my grandkids. You know, there I am thinking, I just want to fit into a pair of jeans, yet I, I couldn't even stand the fact that they were coming over because I knew I couldn't keep up with them. And she goes, you know, now to to be able to sit down after a day of just playing with them and look back on that day and go, wow, I didn't dread that. I actually loved it and I enjoyed it. And, you know, that reminds me of my grandmother, right? And the reason I do what I do today is I watched my grandmother die from diabetes, have toes amputated and feet and legs and uh, go blind. And, And, you know, the reality was my, her legacy and what I remember from her is pushing her around in a big blue wheelchair. And... Honestly, it, it, it was horrible. I watched her go from this vibrant little old Italian lady, you know, talking with her hands constantly and just like the, the life of the party to 
you know, I, I guess you get the idea, right? Someone who couldn't move, who couldn't take care of themselves. And I thought to myself, all right, we got we to stop this, right? We got to stop this legacy. My mom ended up going down the same road. And that's what motivated me to try to understand, like, how do we get healthy? Like, most people think, well, if I lose weight, I get healthy. And that's not what this is about. Because there's a thousand different diet plans, yet Americans are, are more overweight than ever, more sick than ever, on more meds than ever. And I just don't think that's the normal state. And I don't think it should be that way. So that's what I've dedicated the last, oh gosh, 30 years to helping people overcome that, to unplug from that system of, hey, all you can do is struggle on a diet, take some meds, and hope for the best, because there's so much more you can do. So like Maria, who now is looking at it going, wow, I lost some weight and I fit into a smaller size, and that's wonderful, but I get the opportunity to play with my grandkids and have them remember me as the grandma who, you know, went for walks at the park versus sat on the couch and moaned because she couldn't get up and move. And... I think that really epitomizes what I hope to accomplish through this podcast. It's, it's to be able to get a message out like, look, there is hope. People come to me every day and they say, look, I've tried everything, doc. Like, I've tried keto and paleo and I'm trying to lose weight and I'm doing all the right things and I eat well. And, and literally, they bring me food journals and personal training records and they scatter all this stuff on my desk. They're like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I get healthy and lose weight and feel better? And honestly, I look at it nine out of ten times and go, nothing. Everything you're doing is right. And they're like, okay, well, if what I'm doing is right, what, what's the problem? And I have to tactfully say, well, what you're doing is right. It's you that's wrong. And what I mean by that ultimately is their bodies have simply become out of balance. And so if your body's out of balance internally, you can eat chicken and broccoli all day long and think, okay, I'm doing the right thing and this should work. When it doesn't work, it's not your fault. It's simply that you know, at the end, there's fat burning and fat storing hormones. And we'll talk more about this over the next upcoming weeks and months, but the basic gist of it is, if your body's out of balance and fat storage hormones are high, you can eat right and exercise and fat burning hormones go up, but if they don't go higher than fat storage hormones, what changes? Nothing. So most people are dieting chronically, 500 calories, HCG, a boot camp while fasting. I'm like, okay, that's maybe enough to get fat storage hormones higher than fat or fat-burning hormones higher than fat-storage hormones, right? But you can't keep it up, and even if you could, it's a miserable life. So what I really focus on, and what we're going to talk about, are the things that increase fat storage, and how do you reduce them? Gut health, huge. 90% of health challenges start there. Liver health, another big issue, right? It's your only fat-burning organ. We'll talk about your lymphatic system, environmental toxins, the effect toxins have on both weight gain and how toxins mimic, compete, and bind with hormones which is why menopause is like a disease process these days. So what I'm getting at in all of this is there's two ways to look at health care. What we really have is a disease care system. And at the end of the day, it's symptom management, right? It's like, I have high blood pressure. How long are you going to need to take high blood pressure meds for? Typically forever, right? Now, the way I look at it is, okay, something's causing it. What, what can we do to address the cause of the problem so we could eliminate it once and for all? Weight gain is the same thing. The average woman in this country diets 28 years of her life. 28 years is an awful long time to never actually solve a problem, just like taking a med forever. Again, I'm not saying no one ever needs a med, but if you can get to the source of the problem and solve it by addressing things like gut health and liver health and cell toxicity and just clean the body up. So what does that mean? Forget focusing on symptoms. Forget diets to lose weight and meds for different things if you can get healthy enough to solve the problem, that usually revolves around getting the gut right, the liver right, the lymphatic system right, your body just clean, balanced, and healthy. See, here's the bottom line. You do not lose weight to get healthy. You get healthy so you could lose weight and easily keep it off.
I struggled for years personally, always 20, 30 pounds overweight, allergies, asthma, diet issues, like you name it, my whole family did. Once we finally figured out, okay, forget trying to lose weight and start trying to just get as healthy as possible, it changed everything. And what I'm gonna take to this podcast basically and bring to you guys is what have I learned over 30 years? the hundreds of books, the literally thousands of patient experiences, what I've learned from sitting down with one person at a time and going, okay, here's where you're at. Here's the plan to get where you want to go. And as we go along, I hope that there'd be some tidbits in there where you go, huh, I had never really thought of it that way. That if I just focus on this instead of this, I can get a different result and get to a point where it's like, hey, this problem is solved once and for all. And that's the key to the whole thing. Become and stay as healthy as possible. So you know, you can go on the vacation you want to go on, or you can go on the cruise you want to go on. I can't tell you how often people come into me and they're like, you know, doc, I got like seven, eight different doctors, different medications. It consumes my life. I thought retirement would be out and about and enjoying things and traveling and loving life. And unfortunately, it's the exact opposite. I had a lady just come in last week. She had to cancel a cruise because, well, the bottom line is her doctor's like, well, we need to run all these different tests and do more stuff. And she's like, this is what my life is amounted to. I would tell you, most people come to a fork in the road where they either have to consciously choose proactively to get healthy or reactively to do what most people are doing, which is treat all the things that pop up if you're not. So this podcast is going to be all about what do we do to proactively work on becoming and staying as healthy as possible so you can go out and enjoy life. So you might be wondering, all right, who is this guy and why should I listen to him? Good question. My wife doesn't, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that being said, I've been practicing for oh, about 30 years. I went to chiropractic school in uh, Davenport, Iowa, Palmer Chiropractic College, and um, I've been passionate about the whole idea of becoming and staying as healthy as possible um, for years. I mean, since I can remember. And that's really chiropractic philosophy 101. Remove interference, flood your body with what it needs, and get out of the way. And what I've become really passionate about over these years is functional medicine, which is essentially just that. It's like, how do I flood my body with what it needs? How do I remove whatever it doesn't need and just let it do its thing? See, here's what's happened. We have lost faith in the fact that our bodies are designed to be healthy, right? So we think it needs some kind of help from the outside. It honestly doesn't need a whole lot of help. What it doesn't need is a lot of interference. So the whole idea of our practice here in Phoenix is, really pretty simply to meet where someone with where they're at and try to understand what their goals are. I know that if I can remove some interference, be it toxins, be it uh, poor diet, be it whatever it is, and give their body what it needs, miraculous things start to happen. And I don't say miraculous like I'm some sort of like super genius, but God designed his body to work well. And so that's what we've been doing for, gosh, about 30 years now. We've seen crazy cool things. People, I had a guy recently get off 13 medications. And again, I don't take credit for that, but I do realize that it was your body's designed to work. And again, I think we've lost faith in that. And so what we tend to do is go, all right, doctor, what do you think? And they go, well, you have this symptom, so take this, and this symptom, so take this, and this symptom, so take this. And after, again, 30 years and a few thousand people, I've learned a couple things. And that's what I hope to share with you throughout this podcast. One thing I've learned in particular is your body will heal if you give it what it needs. It doesn't heal just because you manage symptoms, though. So after, you know, 30 years and I don't know how many seminars and how many books and all the other stuff that I've learned as far as functional medicine goes, that's what I really hope to share with you. I've been on 
I don't know, literally hundreds of TV shows, spoke to groups of thousands of people around the country over the last uh, bunch of years. And I don't say that braggingly. I, I feel like it's been an honor to take this message and try to get to as many people as possible. And honestly, that's what I hope to do, is enroll as many people as possible in one, becoming healthy themselves, and then two, getting out there, getting that message out there. I think this country is kind of sorely in need of just some hope, right? Like some hope for like, okay, there's a possibility that I could get healthy, lose the weight, get off some meds and go out and enjoy life. And that's really what I, I like to encourage people. To encourage you to just know that even if you tried a bunch of stuff, it's absolutely possible. I, I gotta be honest, you know, if you're here, just realize that I may ruffle a few feathers. I, I certainly don't come from a conventional background where it's like, you know, this is the symptom, this is the medication, that all kind of adds up, check a box, and you're off and running. The way I look at it is, again, we're designed to be healthy. So if someone's not healthy, you have to look at what's interfering or preventing that from happening. And very often, it might be an environmental toxin, it might be, you know, who knows what it is, but that's my job, to figure out what that thing is. Here's what I don't subscribe to. While I do not believe that no one should ever go to a doctor, and I don't think no one should ever have a medication, I do think most doctors would agree the objective of healthcare is simple. Get healthy enough to not need to take anything, right? But that's not how this works. If you go to your doctor and he takes your blood pressure and it's high, he might go, well, we'll keep an eye on that, right? How many people have heard that? Literally hundreds, if not thousands of the people I've talked to over the last 30 years will say to me, well, they're keeping an eye on that. Until what happens? Until it gets bad enough to give me a med. Well, how about we just stop for a second and go, well, why do I have this and what can I do to reverse it so that I don't ever have to go down that road? Well, here's the problem. There's no money in that, right? Like, you know, it's funny. I was, I was driving here to film this and I drove by a place called Fry's Food and Drug. That's uh, one of the stores. It's a supermarket in Phoenix where I'm here. And it just got me to thinking, you know, it, it's almost kind of a joke to me. In the front of the store is all the crappy foods, artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, you name it, just garbage for the most part. I mean, sugar goes by almost 30 different names. MSG is in practically everything. Food companies do things to food to get us addicted to the food. I don't think that's even a secret anymore. It's, it's not even like anybody's trying to hide it. But here's what happens. It creates imbalances and problems in our bodies that now we need the drugs that are in the back of the store, right? You ever notice like all these supermarkets now have pharmacies? Why? It's like they get you coming and going. The food in the front of the store makes you need the drugs in the back of the store. That big business, billions and billions of dollars, goes on and on. Meanwhile, who's, at whose expense? All of us. And it's odd when I talk to a patient and they're like, wow, doc, like that's kind of different. Like, you think maybe I, I could get off a medication? Well, of course. We've helped thousands of people do that. And again, I don't say that braggingly. But, you know, I think, what do you have more faith in? The latest, greatest pill from Merck that, I mean, how many of those things get recalled? Or the intelligence that God put in your body that if you just get out of its way, remove the interference, put in the good, remove the bad, and see what happens, nine out of ten times, that intelligence is a bit smarter than the, the latest, greatest pill that, you know, six months from now you're going to hear in the news on a, a headline like, oh, that was recalled. Um, Vioxx, I mean, so many Seldane, all these things come to mind where I'm like, yep, that was the latest, greatest, right up until it started killing people. Again, understand, I'm not saying no one ever needs anything. If I get hit by a bus, bit by a rattlesnake, if I have, you know, a heart attack, God forbid, like whatever that is, I'm happy to be here. Like we have the greatest healthcare system in the world when it comes to crisis or disease care, in my opinion. 
but honestly, it's not a healthcare system. So I might say some things where you're like, whoa, wait a second. Are you saying to stop all my meds? And I'm not saying that. I'm saying get healthy enough to be able to. There's a giant difference in those things. I subscribe to one philosophy and one tenet that you will hear over and over again. Proactive health care beats reactive disease care any day. And for the majority of people, though, we sit in this camp right in the middle. Well, I'm not going to proactively be healthy, but I'm not going to be the person who needs the meds. Well, you're going to pick one or the other, whether you like it or not. I think it's a Rush song. They say, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Well, if you don't decide to be proactively healthy, you are picking everything else, which is the meds, the doctors, and, you know, an end of life that, let's just say, you're not really getting as as much out of that as you could. You're not vibrant and healthy and enjoying it. And you could be. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. So I am super excited to bring that to you. And I just want to be an encouragement. Like, that's it. At the end of the day, I want to encourage you to know, like, if you make the right choices consistently, you can change everything, completely change your trajectory and where you end up with in your health and your quality of life and your lifestyle and what your kids and your grandkids see and what legacy you leave, because it's all possible. And that's what we're going to talk about. So here's the thing, guys. Um, There's a ton of experts out there. I, I humbly suggest this. I do not know everything. What I'm bringing to this podcast is about 30 years of practice hundreds of books that I've read, lots of different patient experiences, clinical stuff. But that being said, it seems like everybody's an internet expert these days. So will I say things that disagree with the other expert? Sure. In fact, I heard one just the other day. I I was like, I I wanted to throw something. So so here's what happens. There's this guy on the internet, and he's talking all about how Pedialyte or one of these um, electrolyte replacement drinks for kids wasn't such a good idea. Right And why? Well, it had red dyes and artificial colors and sweeteners and flavors, and it's like purple cotton candy flavor. And so the guy's like, look, we know that some of these things can create, you know, everything from learning disabilities to all this different stuff. And so some other guys critiquing this whole thing, going, oh my gosh, we know that electrolytes save lives for people who have diarrhea in developing countries and even here in this country. And this guy does not know what he's talking about because he's saying how we should not use electrolyte drinks. I mean, Really? You have to look at that and take it for what he's really saying. He's not saying that electrolyte drinks aren't a good idea. He's saying all the other crap that's in it isn't a good idea. Whereas the other experts going, how, how dare this guy even think to say that we shouldn't be using a Pedialyte? Well, I would agree. Use the cleanest version possible. But to take the whole argument and throw it out, just because the guy's saying, hey, we shouldn't use something that has artificial colors and sweeteners and stuff, it's kind of ridiculous. So what am I getting at? There's a ton of information out there. What I try to bring is the voice of reason. Are people going to disagree with me? Absolutely. But I can promise you this much. What I will share with you is things that I've seen clinically. I'm not going to guess. I, I, is there research that can go against what I say? Probably. Is there just as much research to go for what I say? Probably. Take it with a grain of salt, look at it, uh, analyze it, use your own common sense, because honestly, that's what's like sorely missing these days. Is someone just using some common sense and going, well, what makes sense? Are electrolytes a good idea? I personally take them every day. Do I drink Pedialyte or something that's purple or grape flavored? No. Why? I don't need the extra garbage that's in it, and I certainly don't think our kids do. That being said, there's a hundred other studies and things. Coffee. There's a hundred studies that say coffee is good for you. Yeah, usually sponsored by coffee companies or somebody who has some stick in that somehow. 
I personally have seen it do more harm than good for most people that I see. It acidifies the gut. It creates an environment that yeast and bad guys like to grow in. So when people stop drinking it, they tend to get better. Now, yeah, someone's going to say to me, well, coffee's got a strong antioxidants. I don't deny that, but you drink two cups a day, and if you have reflux, you should probably stop drinking it. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. What is common sense? What, what should we try first? What have I seen work? Those are the things we'll dive into. So yeah, there's research on both sides of almost every equation. I can almost promise you, you could find something that says cigarette smoking is good 50 or 60 years ago. Right? Like, for sure, you could find it. I bet you it's out there. Smoking a pack of camels a day is good for your lungs. Well, now we know maybe not so much. Same idea with artificial colors and sweeteners and flavors and preservatives and, you know, farm-raised fish and genetically modified things. What does common sense tell you? Maybe not ideal if you can avoid it, right? I don't think that's unreasonable. So when it comes to what I'll share with you, it's just what have I seen? Yeah, I'll throw out some research that supports what I say. Someone else is going to throw out some research that says, ah, that I disagree. So be it. Make a decision yourself based on using your head. All right, so if anything I've said so far has resonated with you and you're like, hey, I kind of vibe with what he's saying, that makes sense, say, do me a favor then. Just hit the subscribe button. Is that the button? Yeah, subscribe, follow. <laughs> follow, whatever. I, look, I am obviously not an internet guru, but what I will do is we'll start a Q&A, so I'll answer all the questions you have. I'll get some cool guests, people who think likewise, people who are like, hey, I want to get and stay as healthy as possible, as quickly as possible. And, you know, look, join a movement because that's what I want this to be. I want it to be a bunch of like-minded people. Take people in who are like, look, I don't really know what to do or how to do it. Help them, encourage them, get them to a point. If that might be you, I know that was me. I was always miserable. I always felt unhealthy, sick, allergy shots, you name it. If you're out there and you're like, ah, that's kind of where I'm starting. Or if you're like, no, I understand this whole health thing then share the message. Like, let's all get together. Let's create um, just a group of, of, of like-minded people who want to see this all go in a certain direction. Like, you know, I say this, and I don't mean it to sound bad, and I'm sure it's going to be taken out of context, but wouldn't it be nice if there were just less hospitals? Like, just less need for, for drugs and medicine and surgeries, and I know that there's a time and a place for them. But I think too often it's the first result. It's the first thing. It's like, you got this, you need this med. What if you got this and it was a resource where people can go, hmm, let me look this up and see like, what else could I do? Because we are definitely getting more educated. And that's what we want to create a wave, a wave of people. So, so share this, stick with me, come to some of these podcasts. We'll have some super cool guests. We'll do Q&A. If you're like, all right, I want to know something about wellness and health and losing weight. And you just like, I got some questions that need to be answered. Well, then hop on a call and, you know, I'll answer them and I'll give you my honest two cents about what I've learned after 30 years. I am, again, no super genius, but I'd have to almost be, well, not very smart if I didn't learn that there are patterns, right? And so what I will share with you is what have I learned, what works, what doesn't work. There's a ton of hype. There's a ton of crummy supplements out there. There are some actually really good ones. Um, that's the stuff we'll dive into. So that's what I'm super excited and passionate about, as you could probably tell. All right, so follow along, subscribe. Uh, if you want to learn more information, go to drinfantino.com. It's infant, like a baby, with I-N-O at the end, dot com. Uh, there'll be all sorts of cool stuff there, resources, um, even things like potentially recipes and all the stuff you need to become and stay as healthy as possible. I am so excited to get this all rolling. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side.